Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. It's a great pleasure to be with you. And we bring in Congressman Neil Dunn from Florida, Republican of Florida. Hey, uh, great to be with you, Larry. A real honor. Thank you, Neil. My great pleasure. Neil, are you a newbie? Am I? Are you new? Are you new congressman, new house member? No, no, I'm in my fourth term. Oh, because I got I represent the second district, the, the state capital. So, DeSantis is one of my constituents. <laughs> <laughs> I keep him on the straight and narrow. And you have my staff person, my old staff person, Beatrice Valenti. That's ah, how, yes, yes, I, and, and that's uh, how we got to actually. We enjoy talking about you. You, you we have a, a pleasant overlap. You, you held the same job my father held for a while, chairman of the president's council of economic advisors. Who was your father? Uh, Mike Dunn. He worked for Gerald Ford. Mike oh, Dunn. actually, I had I was director of the National Economic Council, but it's isn't close. that the same thing? They keep changing the name. I thought it was the same thing. No, 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 it's a different one. But uh, I just want to say Beatrice Valeni was one of my ladies who kept me out of trouble with classified documents when we left the White House. She and Brittany Baker and Susan Varga checked very carefully so we didn't have any classified documents. So I'm clean, and I can talk to you on this radio show without any problems. You're on the Energy Committee, right? I am on Energy and Commerce and the China Select Committee. Beatrice is here sitting here with me, by the way. Say hello to Beatrice, my buddy Beatrice. So um, I like what you all are doing on the energy story. You're gradually now reversing or trying to reverse Trump's, Trump's, Biden's uh, war against fossil fuels. And I wanted to talk about yeah. that for a minute before we get to China. You've got two energy bills that have passed, Protecting America's Strategic Petroleum Reserve from China Act, which passed with a huge majority. That was a bipartisan bill, I think, two weeks ago, which is it great. Was. And then yesterday, uh, you all passed the Strategic Petroleum Response Act. Uh, that was a tougher vote, but you got it, 221 and 205, which would tie any SPRO sales to additional oil and gas leasing on federal lands. So now these are both very good bills. Um, I had John Hoven on, Senator John Hoven from North Dakota, and we talked about the outlook in the Senate. Um, the China bill, I don't know, they might get it through. Um, the federal lands opening up more leasing on federal lands, not so much. What do you think? What are you hearing up there on the Hill? Well, we we were uh, a little pessimistic about passing the HR 21 on the Senate floor, but I, the fact that we did get a few Democrat defectors in the House uh, gave me some hope, and I'm I'm hoping we'll find some uh, uh, very deliberative Democratic senators uh, as well that might uh, join us and, and push that over the top. I had Steve Scalise on the show Thursday night. He's a very dear friend. He's a wonderful man, the new majority leader. And from Louisiana. Um, great guy. And, yes, he is a great guy. Uh, I, You know, I'm still hoping for H.R. 1 or H.R. 2 because the leasing on federal lands is a good thing, but you need the permitting, right? I mean, right. permitting is the key, uh, Neil Dunn. And if you, if, you, um, if you don't get the permitting reform, the NEPA permitting reform that we had during the Trump years, then you're not going to be able to use uh, whatever leases you may get. I mean, that's been the problem from day one. 
So I keep prodding, uh, I keep prodding my friend Steve Scalise, who said to me, you know, give it another month or two. They're trying to put something together. What can you tell us on that? You need a permitting bill. Well, so you're absolutely right. We do. And, of course, what we really need is a change in attitude in, in the administration that, that energy is bad. I mean, natural gas is a very, very, very clean form of energy that we brought our emissions down uh, to. The, we're the only country that met our promises on the Paris Accord, and we did it by using clean gas. And America is blessed with particularly clean gas uh, and abundant gas. We, it's crazy for us to be importing this when we have our own, and it's it's cleaner gas, and it's, it's at our feet. And by the way, you talk about prosperity a lot. That's a path to prosperity for mm. America. Yes, it is. You know, it was interesting to me this past week, Biden uh, and uh, Jennifer Granholm, his energy secretary, you know, they came right out and said – accusing Republicans of uh, preventing them from releasing more SPRO sales, strategic petroleum reserve sales. Well, you bet we're trying to get them to not do that. We think they should find new gas, not not take our oil from our strategic. I was in the Army for a long time, and and I I have to tell you, when you you take our strategic petroleum reserve and just – you know, sort of sell it on the market to keep gas prices artificially low temporarily. Mm. Uh, that's not a good thing. I mean, that's there so that the military can fight a war if they have to. And that's important stuff. Well, that's the thing. That bill, which goes all the way back to the 1970s, the enabling legislation for SPRO, was <clears throat> aimed at the Arab oil embargo. And then on top of that, down through the years, any emergencies, weather emergencies. It was never emergency use. Right. Right. It was never intended to manipulate gasoline prices and they gave it away. I mean, I mean, we all said you're just trying to, you know, pre-election, pre-election gasoline price fixing is what it was, political price fixing. And they just came out and said it this past week. And I, I think a bunch of you, and I said this to Senator Kramer and Senator Hovind and Senator Barrasso, and I say it to you. Uh, you guys should get up in arms and inform the public of the original points in the Strategic Petroleum Reserve enabling legislation. It had nothing to do with gasoline prices. And the Bidens have abused this terribly. I agree. I absolutely agree. I mean, get out there. Make a big deal about it. We're backing ourselves into the same corner that Germany backed themselves into all of Europe did with Russia. Mm, I agree. That's that's a big problem. So, you know, I really think you should inform the public because this is not ever supposed to be about gasoline prices. Let me talk to you for a few moments. Nobody uh, ever thought it should be. I think it was astounding to me that they've tried to politicize everything, including medicine. Yes, well... (laughs) Sure, that's what they do. But the other point, um, Neil Dunn, is tell me, I've interviewed uh, your colleague, Mike Gallagher, who's going to be the head of the Select China Committee. Uh, Let me just ask you, what are your priorities going to be on this new Select China Committee, which is going to be very important? Well, thank, thank you for that because it is. I think it is an important committee. And, um, <clears throat> of course, people are looking to me 
the help with the medical supply chains. And that's not just pharmaceuticals, although that's the first thing I think everybody thinks about. But literally everything in medicine, whether it's it's a drug, uh, a device, a Band-Aid, uh, you know, <clears throat> it's just we get everything from China in our medical supply chain. And, and that, that's a very, very dangerous thing. As we found out in the pandemic, I mean, they literally can choke that off from us. And we have access to, we, we get our anesthetics from them. We get our antihypertensives from them, antibiotics, chemotherapy. But, you know, even sophisticated biologic uh, medications are mostly sourced or their substrates are from China. So we're looking at um, 85% of all the active pharmaceutical ingredients that are in our medicines literally come from China. So what can we do about it? If we want to onshore, Mike Dunn, what can we do? Neil Dunn, what can we do about it? So that's funny because uh, McCarthy, when he first put me on the China task force a couple of years ago, he grabbed me by the front of the jacket and he said, repatriate <laughs> the, the supply chain, the pharmaceutical supply chain is from China. And of course, I've been working on it ever since. And I've discovered the enemy. And as Poco said, the enemy is us. Uh, you know, the FDA is, has a process for approval of manufacturing uh, and sales, and by the way, controls the volume of sales as well, of, of, of pharmaceuticals to an extent that it's driven the manufacturer uh, overseas. And, and it's they really become difficulties. So we're going to work on cutting red tape overregulation in the FDA. That's just one of the problems, but it's the biggest by far. And uh, we need to – we can produce API in this country. We can do it very well. But we just don't because of the red tape that's involved with it. Um, uh, we, we can they, – they are literally strangling the American pharmaceutical supplies. Now, that doesn't get to all the other things, the Band-Aids and whatnot, but this – is, you know, basic stuff that we need, medicines we need that are life-saving, and the FDA's made it too hard to make them in America. I mean, don't we have the best pharma and biotech companies in the world? They do the best research and the best development, Mm -hmm. but then when they turn around and you want to produce it, it's much more difficult. Interestingly, the new medications, when you have a really new breakthrough medicine, you know, the FDA tends to line up with you. But if you just say over 80% of the prescriptions written in America are for generic medications, that includes all those classes I mentioned before, anesthetics, you know, over the, you know, the pills you buy from your pharmacy, antibiotics, everything. 80 plus percent uh, of, of that is, uh, you know, the FDA has actually very, very controlled, but it's generic, mm. it's generic. And uh, and so then it's really a problem with manufacturing. And you've got that process of getting licensed and approved to manufacture these drugs is way too ossified. All right. Um, so that's it's a regulatory issue principally. That's it very is. interesting. Not surprised to hear exactly that. Exactly right. Anyway, Neil Dunn of Florida, I'm Congressman Dunn. I'm surprised to find it. Now, well, we had this when we did Operation Warp Speed. We had to slash through the uh, regulatory obstacles from the FDA. Wouldn't I love to have Operation Warp Speed in my day-to-day life on everything? <laughs> I'm working on it. Actually, Beatrice Valenti will fix all your day-to-day problems. <laughs> I'm going to hold her to it. All right, Congressman Dunn, thanks very much for your time. Folks, I'm Larry Kudlow. We're going to take a quick break. And on the other side, Washington's best political pundit, Charlie Hurd of the Washington Times, We'll visit with us. Please stick around.